Welcome to Two for Brew. I'm Todd Brinker. And I'm Tobin Brinker. And we are a podcast about traveling around the Southland, doing the hard work of tasting beers at the great microbreweries in the area so you don't have to. And this week, we visited Wicks Brewing in Riverside, and they're located at 11620 Sterling Avenue, Suite C in Riverside. And before we go too long, I want to remind everybody that this podcast discusses adult beverages in detail, is intended for those of legal drinking age. Please drink responsibly, and if you think you have a drinking problem, go to aa.org for more information. Todd, this is an interesting episode because normally we aren't sitting in the same room together when we do the recording. Yeah. Today we're sitting outside on a nice patio, beautiful November weather, a little breeze, uh, uh, and enjoying a, a, a nice beverage as we talk about our experience last night at right. Wicks Brewing. Well, it's doubly different because not only are we using the Shack Out Back remote studio, but we also went tasting on a Tuesday, which is usually a Friday night thing yes. for us. And, and and that does change the, the mood a little bit in the, in, the, in the location because usually on Fridays, a lot of places, A, they're a little bit more crowded, and B, yeah. they almost all tend to book some sort of live entertainment or something else going on. Now, Wix doesn't, you know, like some places, they'll have a food truck come on Fridays. or yeah. Wix actually serves. They've got a full-service restaurant. They felt like a restaurant. They did. They did. Their we, whole model was very restaurant Yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of these places... Places you go, you have to walk up to the bar and you know and make your orders there, and yes, maybe take they the br- long maybe, walk to the bar. It's so much they, work. Maybe they bring it to your table, maybe they don't. Right. Or there's a food truck or something. You have to go get your food there. Exactly. This was full service. We had a waiter come to the table, take wow. the drink order, take the food order. There was an actual menu, paper menu at the table yeah. that they brought over. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. We, a, and in fact, there was two menus. There was yeah. the beer menu, and then there was the food menu. Yes. And so they. Um, yeah, they have a very different model than, than most of the places that we go to. You know, most of the places, it's not self-serve. Yeah. You know, we've been to, like Evans was a self-serve. But, yeah. But um, this was a, you know, most places you go to the bar and you order it, you wait for your drink, and then you go sit down. Uh, you know, you either take your drink with you and hope your table's still there or have a friend stay there while you go order food. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, and, and most places, like, uh, they will have. Uh, I always cheer them on when they have chairs with backs on them. Yes. But most places have at least some sort of like bench seating or picnic table seating. None of that here. This was all well, actual tables with backs on them inside. Yeah, they had a nice outside, outside. area with picnic tables yeah. and a big tent. Now, we have been to Wix a couple times before. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the first time was with family, and it was years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, we both had kind of different memories of what that experience was like, but they had live music when we went. I think we um, both felt it was a pretty positive experience oh, yeah, the yeah, first yeah. time around, right? Yeah, and uh, I, yeah. I remember them as having more big screen TVs and being more like a sports bar kind of yeah. environment. Uh, now we only I only saw one big screen TV in there when we were in last night. Oh no, there was multiple ones. There was there was two okay. over your uh, behind you, ah. and there was actually there was three behind you because there was one okay. to the left of the bar, one on the side of the bar, and one facing directly at me. Well, shame Playing on the me. Green Bay game, which oh my gosh, I don't want to see that again. Shame on me, I didn't turn around and see that, but. Um, yeah. But it, it felt a little different. Right. And then also we had come right at the beginning of COVID, and you didn't really remember that, that I visit. I really I blanked um, it out because it wasn't that positive, I guess. Well, and it wasn't uh, because uh, yeah. I think they were just reopening after COVID, and they didn't have the tent outside. It was a hot day. They weren't letting anybody sit inside because of COVID. Right. And, and so we sat outside in the sun, and, and it wasn't a great experience. And so uh, uh, I think we had a much better experience last night. They clearly have now yeah. adapted and, and are, are reopened. The place for a, for a Tuesday night, Todd, 
it was pretty crowded. It really was. It, they, they had a uh, good... Well, they, they had uh, a, a fair number of small groups, but then they also had a large group there that was clearly a family yep. that had... Um, uh, gathered, and there was probably 20 in that group. Yeah. And there was probably another 20 people between inside and outside. Yeah. Although I noticed as the sun went down, it got a little cooler because it is autumn, and there wasn't many outside anymore. Most, yeah. Mostly they were inside. But yeah, I, they had I a good will crowd. say that, that they've got a wide selection of beers, and mm-hmm. they had a pretty nice menu for the restaurant side yeah. as well. A lot of flatbread pizzas. That was one whole side of the menu. Right. And then the flip side had a variety of other Yeah, they had stuff. like lots of finger foods like pretzel poppers. And, and uh, yeah. you ordered a quesadilla with uh, shredded pork in it, yes. which I had a taste of. It was delicious. They had a bunch of different styles of tots. If you mm-hmm. like tater tots, they had a bunch of different tots. Yeah, so it's restaurant food slash bar food, but yeah. it was well done bar food. Yeah. You know, and not overly expensive. It was no. just, it was good. It was all good food. No. Um, but why did we go, Todd? Yeah. What were we there for? Because we got lost. I, I went. We were there for the beer. Let's talk about the beer. <laughs> yeah. Now, you talked about they had a wide variety, and they yeah. sort of did, but I would say over half their menus were was, was a one version or another of an IPA. Yeah. And then they had a few of different styles. Yeah. And we kind of picked everything but the IPAs. We picked one IPA out of the group. Yeah. And we tasted eight different beers uh, going through it. And I think, you know, honestly, to do them 100%, their credit, since obviously they focus on IPAs, or at least a large chunk of their menu is, we probably should go back, because there was more than eight IPAs that we oh, didn't yeah. taste. Yeah. Uh, so we need to probably go back and take a look at that and just do an IPA tasting there and say, okay, let's go through their IPAs and yeah. see what, what But we, what I we think like we picked like. an, an interesting grouping of beers, and they had some specialty beers that were uh, different. Right. That, that we really wanted to try that were like seasonal specialty yeah, ones. Yeah, seas- so. seasonal beers. And, in fact, one of the seasonal beers in drinking it was like I, I thought it was a, a really, really fantastic beer and was kind of irritated that it was seasonal. It's like I would come back if you had this beer year-round. But, right. you know, if, if it's only going to be seasonal, then yeah. uh, maybe. <laughs> yeah. If I'm in the area. Yeah. Right. You know, it's between us as far as our homes. So it's like, yeah. you know, it's it's probably not a bad place to stop and hang out if we want no, to get no. together. But it's, uh, uh, it's, it's certainly uh, a beautiful location, well done inside. Kind of reminds me of uh, the Ukaipa location, the um, Spokes and Hop, what was it? Hops and Spokes. Hops and Spokes, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. In terms of just the decor and the way they finish the inside and the, they certainly the put some niceness effort into of it, it yeah. you know? Uh, I, I would classify this one as like a medium-sized brewery. Right. Right? I, based mm-hmm. on the size of the venue and the number of beers that they had. And they've certainly got some financial backing because, you know, you can't make that kind of nice upgrades and do the kinds of things that right. they have if you don't have some money or being fairly successful. Yeah. So, you, you see the, you, the, a lot of the startups and, and their the the decor is minimal and yeah. here they've gone well beyond that yeah. in that they've they've really made it like a sit down restaurant so they have. you have you know and in addition to beers they also had some sodas and some wines and so seltzers if you have, yeah yeah and seltzers so if you have family members that come along and they're not beer fans uh, or if they're a designated driver they can sit and have a soft drink oh yeah um, and so um, you know they, they like I said that large group actually had some kids with them so it yeah. was a family oriented place. Um, you know, everybody could get something yummy to eat yeah. and, and have something tasty to drink. Well, I'm anxious to talk about the beers, Todd. Beers? What beers? Right. So we started off mm. with a siesta beer, which is a Mexican lager. Yeah. Well, it's a, the name of it was siesta. Siesta yeah. cerveza was the, to, the the name, and it's a Mexican lager. Um, for me, it kind of had a little bit of a bitter front end, but a nice clean finish. It was really golden. In fact, almost the color of like the um, sparkling apple cider. Yes. You know, a golden color to it. Um, didn't have a whole lot of head on that one, 
but uh, but there was also to me a slight citrus, like maybe they pre-put the lemon in it, like you know, yeah, you, a yeah. lot of people put lemon in their in their Mexican beers, yeah. and it kind of tasted to me like that. Um, wasn't what I for me it wasn't a great beer, but I thought it was a pretty good beer. I gave it three stars. Yeah, I gave it three and a half, and uh, but I want to say this was a five point one ABV, mm-hmm. uh, twenty five IBU, and you mentioned that that kind of bitterness at the front yeah, end, yeah, a little bit, um, not much, but a little I, bit. I actually would characterize this as a strong sort of flavor forward um, Mexican lager, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I thought it had a great finish to it. Um, uh, I, I like this one. I thought it was very refreshing, and I, I, I made a little note to myself that this was a much more flavorful version of a Corona. I felt like I was right. drinking a, a lighter, refreshing beer, but it had a lot of flavor, a nice punch to it. It did. It did. Um, my my thing about this, and this is, and, and I will see as we go through some of the other beers that we tasted, is with that little bit of bitterness that I didn't necessarily expect in the Mexican lager, and then sort of that that uh, citrusy smell at the front end, it almost came across as a, like a light IPA to me. Yeah. And some of their, you know, they have a <laughs> lot of IPAs on the menu, yeah. and it tasted to me like a lot of the other beers that weren't IPAs had a similar play, flavor profile. Yeah. It's one of those where I would love to talk to the um, to the brewmaster and and find out what kind of beers they like and stuff because the Im- the implication is yeah. that they kind of like that bitterness. They like that IPA yeah. flavor, that real hoppy flavor. And so they kind of carried that into other styles, which was not typical for those styles. Yeah. It wasn't unappealing. It was just different. So so when you and I go into these places and we get a flight, they, they serve them in the little four-ounce or five-ounce mm-hmm. you know, tasters. And often we won't drink the whole taster because right. we've got more beers to try and we're not drinking – you know, we want yeah. we don't want to mess ourselves up. We're tasting, and I don't want yeah. to overload my taste buds with one or another. Yeah, and 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 you know, five ounces times eight drinks is too much beer. Yeah, but but mm-hmm. but I finished this one, I, and and I mm-hmm. just to let you let our listeners know, I we I finished this one. I drank. Because yeah. I liked it, I felt yeah. I felt like this one really just kind of hit the spot for me. Yeah. Um, I will well, say, and you didn't finish it right off the bat either. No. We tasted it, and then we went on, and then you came back and said, "Well, I like that one. I'm gonna drink some more of it." Yeah, and. Um, Later, when I got my full yeah, pint, as, as listeners know, we'll get a when we're done, we pick one of them that we like the most and get a full pint of that. Usually. That's the one I picked, and I want to say that having the pint of it added to the experience in in two ways. In my initial drink in the little taster, I basically described this as a flat beer. I didn't see the carbonation, right. I didn't feel the carbonation, um, and I thought this is basically flat. Yeah. Um, when I got the 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 full pint, yeah. You could see the carbonation. There were lots it was of bubbles. It poured in a very tall, narrow glass. Yeah, it was sort of tuliped at the top, and uh, and so you could see the bubbles rising up through that thin uh, base of the glass. Yes, in in a very pretty way, actually. It presented that beer very well. And I felt that that in the larger glass, that 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 flavor burst that I felt in the the taster was more um, noticeable. And um, it, 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 I, I just enjoyed it better in the full mm-hmm. pint than I did. And, and, and I, yeah. I, it just speaks to what the, the, the shape and the size of the glass can do to the flavor right. a little bit. Um, right. I felt like I got a better experience in a pint than I did in the little taster. Yeah. No, in fact, we talked about the glasses because I had yep. shared with you. Uh, I bought some glasses from Sam Adams a while back, a couple of years ago, actually, um, and they still sell them. And it's sort of a pint glass. Actually, it's a 22-ounce glass, but it's meant to hold a pint so yeah. that you can walk with it without dumping it. <laughs> so there's a little gap at the top. Um, and it's the type that almost looks like the Coca-Cola glass where it's kind of got the, the – um, 
the the tulip look at the top and then a narrow base and they very specifically at sam adams put an etching in the bottom of the glass so that bubbles will rise up through the middle of the glass so that you can see them and uh and yeah exactly that's smart and it's it's interesting to hear this the science behind the designing of a glass for your beer for you to enjoy it more i i I, um by the way if you go to samadams.com and uh and look at their uh their shop yeah you can find those beers the 20 ounce um sam adams beer mugs if you're interested or know somebody who's a beer of aficionado and you want to give them a gift for christmas you know even if they're not necessarily a sam adams fan you can show them the science behind the glass our our regular (laughs) listeners know that we've talked about how different things can affect the flavor or the taste of a beer right and so making sure that you get them the company most of my beer is pretty awful but um you know yeah, well, no, but if you if you get them in the wrong order, like if right. you, ha- you know, if you have something before it that's got a particular flavor profile, that can really affect how you interpret the next beer, absolutely, or whatever food you're eating. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we also are saying, hey, look, it's the the shape of the size of the glass that can mm-hmm. also affect that to a certain it degree. Very much can, you know, and, and, so, and how it collects the the smells and the yes. and the scents and the stuff in in that glass. It, you know, it's it's there, there's lots of subtleties going on. There in a really glass are. Of beer. There really are. I think we're going to have to keep trying beers until we find the perfect one. So anyway, uh, I gave it a three point five for the the siesta. You said lager. The magic word. The next beer, and the next beer up was the train flying by lager. So this was just a basic uh, American lager, or or um, uh, you know, uh, yeah. I I don't want to say basic beer because I think that doesn't do a lagers a service. I think yeah. lagers sort of get a uh, especially a lot of. Um, Microbreweries, lagers get a, a a little bit of a bad name, and yeah. basically it's just because they take a lot of time to make, and yeah. they're a little bit more complex, and so they're not at a lot of places. Tra- um, trains flying by, Todd, five percent ABV, eleven IBU. Oh, okay. Well, that explains some of it then for me because I wasn't even aware of that. Yeah. Um, this one to me had not only the bitterness, but it was like a citrus seed taste. So imagine like lemon Ooh, seeds or orange okay. seeds. I did not I did not have a necessarily uh, pleasant taste initially. Um, it, again, kind of, I, I made the note, um, more IPA-ish than lager to me, um, like a mild IPA. But when you're expecting a lager, you're expecting something that's a little bit maltier, a little yeah. bit, uh, to me, anyway. And, uh, and again, had a nice clean finish. There wasn't a whole lot to it. But that initial taste of like the bitter seed taste to me um i gave it two and a half i was not pleased with that as a basic lager yeah i i I gave this one also a two and a half i felt very kind of let down by this beer Mm -hmm. um i looked at it and it had a really sort of classic look to it it was more of that yellow golden than the the first beer that we'd had it had a a slight head on it and um when you drank Mm -hmm. it it left like that nice little sort of frothy foam on the side of the glass right and and i think visually it looked, looked right. nice it, it 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 had a nice uh, yeah. f- uh smell to it i for me i thought i, I had this nice expectation right. and then i drank it and unlike you 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 felt it had the ip i felt this one was just kind of a weak flavor all right. I, I just did for this one it didn't well after the bitterness yeah there yeah. wasn't a long a, a strong uh, I, I just, middle I, or finish to it yeah it just I, kind I felt kind of let down right um and i think for me um that there was really nothing distinguishing about mm-hmm. this beer I, I wasn't, sh- you know, it was just sort of a beer. I, I right. just, there was nothing about it that really made me think, okay, this is good, bad, whatever. Kind of indifferent to it. Um, and and I've, I, I've had that experience with a few beers. Yeah. And it was a jab. Just yeah. another beer. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And, and that's not to say it's a horrible beer. I mean, if you no. like, you know, you might go and find out you like it. For me, that, that, that bitter start 
threw it off, and then for what I was expecting again, and you know, and expectations play a lot in it. They do. Um, and then as it finished, it was like, okay, it's gone. You know, it's like, eh, all right. Yeah. Um, and I guess especially again, having just followed their uh, their Mexican lager, excuse me, which was a um, uh, a little bit more complete. Yeah. Beer. You know, I felt like there was there was a you know like the initial taste, sort of the mid taste, yeah. and then the aftertaste. Um, this one didn't seem to have that. You're right; it was more one dimensional. Um, I love saying the next one. It was a hephapotamus, hephapotamus, hefeweizen. Now you said you were going to like it because you like both hefeweizens and hippopotamus. I hey, I I said that they by naming it hephapotamus. They set the bar very high for this beer for me. Yeah. Those are two things that I like a lot. Yeah. And, you know, I've never been a super big fan of, of Hefeweizen, but, you know, it's it's like a lot. It, for me, it's it's kind of like IPAs. I like good ones or ones that yeah. at least appeal to me I like, and but there's just a lot of them that I don't think are, are necessarily well done. Yeah. This one, I felt, was extremely well done. I would agree. Um, it, it was a really interesting taste. Uh, a cloudy beer, like a, a lot of Hefeweizens are, uh, had a, a spice flavor to it in the finish that I never quite put my finger on. I don't know what that spice was, yeah. but I liked it um, with just a little bit of a bitter on the end of it. But my goodness, that was a good. I was so happy with that right. beer. I was like, <laughs> a, and, um, you know, I, I, when we get to the end, I'll tell you which one I took for a pint. But this was in the running. I gave yeah. this four stars. I was just like, wow, that what a great beer. I gave it four stars as well. Uh, let's tell our listeners, 6% ABV, 16 IBU, mm-hmm. and uh, this one was a legit hef. Like, we've had some places that they call them a hef, and I've kind of, you know, I'm a yeah. hef fan, and I kind of shake my head. I'm like, no, that's not, that's yeah. not what you, I, that's yeah, not what you, I would call a You didn't get the, pl- the flavor profile um, white for that kind of beer, and this, this one, one was, this was tasty. Yeah, this was a very uh, nice flavor. Um, I, I felt yeah. it started with a little bit of a fruity nose. You know, mm-hmm. there was just a, a nice sort of sweetness that they kind of built on it. Mm-hmm. But uh, the thing about Hef, and I always say this, I feel like I'm drinking bread, right? Like if you can imagine right. drinking, and this was like a really good loaf of bread in liquid mm-hmm. form. Um, yeah, but it, to me it was a loaf of bread that maybe had a little bit of that, that like typically yep. orange with Hef, I think, at the front end. Yeah. But it, it, um, it, there was like it was like cinnamon bread yes. or, or cinnamon there ginger was, bread yes. or something. There was something there at the yes. end, and I, and I couldn't put my finger on what the spice was, but, but it was nice. But I liked it. I liked it, was it a nice. lot. Yeah, yeah. And so you know, these guys they they named it Hephapotamus, and it was a win, win, win. Yeah, <laughs> win on the Hef, win on the Potamus, and just win on the beer. Yeah, it was just yeah, it was good flavor. Yeah. Now nice. they they coupled with that an option <laughs> on your Hephapotamus, you could get a Peachapotamus. Okay, was we've had in the last several weeks mm-hmm. different peach-infused beers, and we've had we discussions about each one of them, and each one has been unique and different in its own special way. And yeah. so I went into this one having just had several really interesting good peach beer experiences with an expectation. Right. Yeah. No, you're right, yeah. because the bar had been set by several other ones that were like, yeah. you know, hey, this is a good way to do peach. Um, and and peach is a different fruit. I mean, it's you know, it's it's not an in-your-face fruit. It's 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 a a subtle tang that's kind of you know it's yeah. got to be handled 
with a deft touch. It does. Now, tell us about the ABV on this one. Oh, so this one is ex- exact same as the Hephapotamus, the regular. Surprise. Uh, 6% ABV, uh, 16 IBU. Yeah. It, it's, it's very clear they use the Hephapotamus as your base beer. Yeah. And then they infuse the peach somehow yeah. in the well, process. Well, and they, they as much as tell you so in the description. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's a peach and apricot infused Hefeweizen. I will say that for me, I actually got more apricot than I got peach. Yeah. Peach to me has a little bit more of a citrusy taste to it than an apricot does. Yeah. You know, and a little bit tangier, and it, that wasn't there. It was just sort of the apricot on the back end, which yeah. strike one for me because I really like peach, and I'm apricots I'm so-so on, yeah. you know, as, as just as a flavor personally. Um, now, that doesn't mean it was bad because obviously it was based on a beer that I absolutely loved. Yeah. Um, but uh, similar to the Hephapotamus, but without the spice. There was no spice yeah. to it. So well, that spice finish that I love so much about the the Hephapotamus, I didn't the, get the, it all. The, I think the fruit overpowered the spice. The, right. the, the spice was probably still there. I'm, I'm oh, sure it was uh, yeah, the same base. Yeah. But you just couldn't taste it because it's now overpowered yeah. by But it's the, also the possible fruit. that when they were brewing it that they finished with some spices on one and the other they used fruit instead. Yeah. Um, because I just didn't get that. The, the thing that I really liked about the Hephapotamus wasn't in the Peachapotamus. Yeah. And then the Peachapotamus was more of an apricotopotamus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so I, I said to myself when I was making notes, this they started with this really strong yeah. base beer of yeah. the Hephapotamus, and then they blended in that peach flavor. And I thought they did it nicely. I thought I could see the the technique, the artistry yeah. to blend the flavors. Um, I thought it had kind of a tart finish, mm-hmm. um, which I didn't I didn't put apricot as the tart. But I think as after you said that, I'm like, okay, that's why that was. Yeah, right. that what I was getting was more of the apricot at right. the finish. And um, I thought it was an enjoyable beer. Um, it had a kind of a gentle peach nose. I didn't feel like you you weren't overpowered. Yeah, if you smelled it, you could tell there was fruit in there. Yeah, but it wasn't strong. It wasn't right. like in-your-face mm-hmm. peach. Um, I would, again, classify this one as what I call a dessert beer, which is not something necessarily that I would want to have like right. regularly or as a you know a big pint of right. something more of like a little finishing thing. Oh, I'm having my dessert. Let me have this with it. Yeah. You know. Now my final notes were a hint of fruit, but not overwhelming, but not as nice as previous. Yeah. You know the the, the hepopotamus was better. I gave it three stars, which is a solid beer. But again, yeah. if you had the two sitting next to you, I, I would say, well, why would you drink the peach one? Yeah. You know, unless you just really love the fruit. Yeah. Infusion. I, I, but I felt like the fruit kind of took away from some of the things that made the. The Hephapotamus, yeah, super appealing. I gave it a three and a half. I downgraded a little bit from the mm-hmm. Hephapotamus, um, which I gave a four. But um, you know, not uh, I still. Have, I think it was a good beer. I think if someone was interested in a, right. a fruit beer, I thought they did a good job of combining them. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I think if, if I had to choose of the two, I'm choosing the, the, the straight Hephapotamus. Right. It's a better beer. Yeah. No, I agree, hundred um, percent. So that's the first four. Now we're on the back half. Yes. Now, the next one was kind of interesting. I like the name of it. It's a secret stash, and um, this was a Pilsner. Yeah, dry-hopped Pilsner. Yeah, a 6.1 ABV, 38 IBU. This one was up there on their Mm -hmm. IBU list. Um, I thought this one was really close to an IPA. Yeah. In fact, I found myself kind of questioning, is this, in fact, a Pilsner? Because it didn't didn't feel like, taste like, match up Mm -hmm. with what I'm thinking of Pilsner. Um, it had a clear golden color, minimal carbonation. Um, it, it, the scent was an IPA scent, but it wasn't a strong IPA. It was like a, again, like a lighter. Right. IPA. Again, it has to do with that sort of um, profile that they seem to to 
prefer prefer yeah, yeah. At, at their location yeah. um, you know uh, to me it was kind of a dry beer it reminded me of like a Sapporo okay uh, yeah. or something like that uh, with a but, but, but with a little bit more tartness on there again that that goes to the tartness of it yeah but I thought it had a very clean finish and so it reminded me of 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 well Sapporo Sapporo yeah. is the one that it just reminded me the most yeah. of um, as uh, you say that I would agree I've had Sapporo on occasion and I would yeah, yeah that's and a, it's it's a good beer it's something yeah. I don't go out of my way to get but if it's there yeah. and you know it's like eh, you know, yeah. um, I have a tendency to like if I'm eating Indian food, drink Indian. You know, if I find I'll find yeah. an Indian beer. If I'm eating Japanese food, yeah. then I'll find a Japanese beer. You know, yeah. um, and you know, there's probably nothing particularly authentic about the Indian and Japanese food that I'm eating, but yeah. um, it's very Americanized versions of it, I'm sure. But nonetheless, yeah. um, you know, the, that's the times that I have. Yeah. You know, like a Sapporo, Sapporo. And and this was that yeah similar to that yeah similar so we 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 grade these things on a five star scale I'm right. going to give this one a two and a half it, it's it's just right in the middle right it's not this is not something that for me I felt like it just kind of didn't hit as a pilsner right um, and so uh, I, I just it's there it's a good beer I I don't I'm not sure that you yeah know, if, if they had labeled it as as like a light IPA right you know and again a pilsner is a style so you know they're saying that this a is lipa. A the style, but uh, yeah, no, I, I, um, that's light IPA, by the way, Lipa. Yeah. Um, the uh, I gave it three stars. Well, you know, so we're in the ballpark. Um, I, I thought it was a, you know, it was a drinkable, solid beer. Um, th- there were parts of the flavor profile, the little bit of the bitterness that I didn't care for all that much. Yeah. But again, if you like that, if you like that in your beers, it was fine. It was not overpowering, and I don't think it distracted from so much that I would go yuck. Yeah. But it just of of the beers we were tasting. I thought there was better flavors. You know, they, yeah. it wasn't on par with that heft that we had. That was, you know, just nice, really, nice, really well nice, done. Nice. So the next two so. beers were from their their specialty menu, right? And these, if you Seasonal. read the, if you read the description of these, you were expecting something really different and unique because they did a couple things here that that we don't. I've not seen any other place that we've been at. Um, and the first thing what they did was they they put. Um, uh, sort of stuff on the rim of the glass, right? Like 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 the fancy frou frou drinks you get at the bar, right. right? So this was the the beer is called Autumn Spice, and it's a spiced amber ale. Now here's the description: layers of toffee and caramel, complemented with cinnamon, nutmeg, vanilla, blackstrap molasses, and ginger, served with a maple syrup and cinnamon sugar rim. Now that sounds like, uh, <laughs> like a, a, a hot rum toddy or something, yes. you know, that you would Not get. Not a beer. It, it doesn't sound like a beer. No. And I had all kinds of concerns about sugar overload. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of overly sweet beers. Right. You know, and so I was very skeptical. Yeah, take of, that sugar and turn it into alcohol. Come on, guys. I was very skeptical <laughs> of what we were going to get. Yeah, I um, was too. I, I was questioning. Uh, and, and well, actually, let's talk about the two beers together because yeah. they were sort of thing. The Imperial Spiced Amber Ale. As opposed to the spiced amber ale, imperial spice versus autumn spice. Essentially, it's an amped up for. And this is their description: an amped up version of your favorite seasonal beer, served with a maple syrup and cinnamon sugar rim. So it's the same beer, but they have raised the ABV. So the autumn yeah. spice is six point six with an IBU of eighteen. The imperial spice is a twelve percent ABV with an IBU of twelve. And you you can taste the extra alcohol. You this can. was this was part of our discussion about right. these two beers. Was that that imperial spice double almost double the alcohol content? Right. And it, 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 you taste it. You you it's it's alcohol forward. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It is. And there in it, I think that. Well, let me put it this way: the autumn spice for me was 
fantastic. Yeah. I absolutely loved the autumn spice. It was a an unexpected and and pleasant drink. It was a brown beer. Um, you know, I thought it was sort of a, a, a uh, had a really super sweet smell to it. But that might have been the maple around the rim around that the was rim, throwing yeah. it off. Which you multiple times said, "I want to taste this without that sugar on it." The rims, the rim yeah. threw me. I, I'll be yeah. honest, the, the sweetness of the stuff on the rim and it stuck to my lip. We had the same thing. Yeah, that's what I was licking, Yeah, you'd take a drink and then you'd be licking your lips to get the maple syrup and sugar yeah. stuck on it. And, and off. It, it it threw me. That that part yeah. threw me. And and so uh, uh, when I finally was able to taste it, we actually poured it into a an empty glass, yeah. um, which was when I finished the the siesta cerveza. Right, you finished the siesta cerveza, and then <laughs> we well, in fact, it. I said that you were. I said you said I, I would like to taste it. And I said, well, finish one of these and dump it in there, and then you can taste it without the sugar. And, and we did, and I, yeah. I liked it better right. without all the gunk on the rim of the glass. Right, it was a really unique flavorful brown beer yeah. with a hint of cinnamon that was just perfect. Again, yeah, the cinnamon, the ginger, oh. you could taste that in there. So and it nice. was And it was just perfect. It was yeah. a great brown beer. Um, their autumn spice is just phenomenal. Yeah. The imperial spice honestly tasted very similar, but like you said, the, the, the additional alcohol in it Threw, threw the flavor off just enough for yeah. me that I didn't like it as much. I gave the Autumn Spice four stars. In fact, honestly, today sitting here again, I would say probably four and a half, maybe even yeah. five stars. That was yeah. a really, really good beer. Three for the Imperial Spice. I, I would give a four and a half stars to the Autumn Spice. I'm going to say, though, that there were a couple things that I liked about the Imperial that that, that I thought they did a little bit better. Uh-huh. And, and I'll tell you that the um, Autumn Spice, it smelled like candy to me it, the, it was over the, the yeah scent, there was a molasses the, sense the, the, to the it scent and was yeah much sweeter and stronger i actually thought that the scent of the imperial was a, a richer scent it didn't have quite as much it didn't smell as sugary it just had more of a, a spicy scent um and i like that better in terms right. of that initial you know you smell it before uh-huh. you taste it and i thought i like the imperial taste or smell better. Right. Um, I also noticed that the Imperial had more of a, a red beer look to it, yeah. whereas the uh, Autumn Spice... It sat a little darker on the scale yeah. and was a little more reddish colored than yeah. the, the Autumn Spice, which was a you know medium brown to yeah. dark brown. Yeah, and, and so I, those two components, I think, really, I thought, made the Imperial better. But the, the, the overall alcohol content of the Imperial is what brings down the rating. Yeah. Right, and I joked with you afterwards. I said, "What did they do? Did they like drop a a, a thing of, of like li- yeah. put a liquor? shot of of, of uh, whiskey of, in there or something yeah. to to kick it up?" And it's yeah, because like, it well, just no, seemed, they can't do that. But but uh, it's you know what? But that's what it seemed like to me. Like right. somebody had if you've ever done that where you've dropped a shot of of some alcohol into your beer. Yeah, that's what it tasted like, and it was just a little bit too much alcohol. Yeah, it didn't it didn't sit right. I, I wouldn't go all the way to a three on that one. I think I'd give them a three and a half. But it, it was definitely downgraded because yeah. of the uh, the alcohol content. I basically say it's it's a point below the autumn spice yeah. is what I would do. I'd one point below. Yeah. So if I'm going four and a half or five on the autumn spice, then it's three and a half or four on yeah. the on the on the yeah. imperial spice. Yeah, and I'll go with that. Uh, I would you know, go with that because um, uh, the imperial spice was not bad. It just yeah. It it you know when you're tasting them next to each other, you go like that one's better. That so, one tastes better to me. So I'll, um, I will say this: we've been to a lot of different places. I've not had a beer like either of those two before. Yeah. The the, the mixture yeah. of the cinnamon into them, the the other spices, the way that they it mm-hmm. it really was a unique experience. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah, it's it's I mean we've had lots of sort of uh autumn beers and festival beers and yeah. holiday beers. Um and we're going to get more of that as we move towards Christmas and, yeah. and and New Year's and that that you know 
the, that holiday season, this was the uh, a unique experience taste wise from everything else we've had. And uh, you know, if you're at all interested, uh, get over to Wix and try the autumn spice and the imperial spice if you want. Yeah. Uh, before they run out because yeah, it's, it's a limited it's it's a limited run. So they're seasonal. Uh, Unfortunately, it's a limited run. Yeah. I, th- I think that after after they're done, they should probably just continue to make it. Don't call it autumn spice, though, as, as it rolls around the, the rest of the year. Just call it, uh, you know, spring spice, summer spice. Right. <laughs> so, so our final beer that we tried, Todd says to the the waiter as we're ordering beers, he says, "Well, we probably should try an IPA. What do you suggest?" Yeah. And you know, and you kind of said, "Well, we're not really big IPA guys." And yeah. he suggested one called We Auto Colada. Right. We ought a colada, 7.2% ABV, uh, 30 IBU. And uh, this was supposed to have uh, pineapple and coconut. Yeah, hazy IPA with pineapple and coconut. And I don't know about you, but I tasted <laughs> mild IPA. I mean, as far as IPAs yeah. go, it wasn't a bad IPA. No. no sense of pineapple or coconut at all for me. Yeah. I mean, I just didn't taste it. Now, maybe after... Drinking the spicy beers, we just our, our taste yeah, buds yeah, yeah. were. I don't, you know, to be fair, yeah. um, there was a little bit of uh, a citrusy, lemony taste again, but that's an IPA, so you kind of yeah, expect yeah. it there. Uh, uh, but yeah, uh, it just wasn't as advertised for no, me. No, no, and we yeah. we've gotten on other places when you describe something as having this, this, and this, and yeah. then you don't get that in your flavor. Uh, I got to mark you down a little bit for that. I have to. I mean, yeah. you, you know, you're selling. Don't tell me one... you're selling me a pepperoni pizza and forget the pepperoni and think I'm not going to miss it. Right. Thank you. You know, it's like no. I, Thank it's, you. It, you said it's pineapple and coconut. I was interested. I figured the pineapple wouldn't be hard yeah. to pull off, but the coconut. I said, oh, how are they going to get that essence of coconut in yeah, there? Yeah. How's that going? And and they didn't. No. You know, it just wasn't yeah. there. So. Um, Again, I to, to be fair, we just had had two beers that were spiced beers that were pretty flavorful. Yeah. So it's possible we missed it. It's possible we missed it if yeah. it was subtle. But um, but yeah, I, I that wasn't what I thought it was going to be. I gave it two and a half, and it was like, eh. Yeah, okay. I, I would give it two and a half, maybe yeah. three. I I um I thought it was a nice beer. It, it wasn't exactly as described as I said. Um, I like you did not mm-hmm. get the pineapple or coconut flavor. I thought that it had more of a generic sort of. Of citrus flavor and scent. Yeah, I, it was I like a light IPA with yeah. some citrusiness to it. Yeah, I, you know. Yeah. But it, but it was an interesting uh, attempt at a type. Uh, I, I yeah. would have liked if if they given what they described. I would have been very interested in tasting that. I, I was. As, yeah, I was also it, interested in that. As it was, though. I, yeah. yeah. It, it if they had said we're going to give you a light IPA with a hint of lemon, I would have probably said, okay, cool. It's three stars. I would give yeah. you a half star back because that's what I got. Yeah. That's what it was to me anyway. Yeah. Uh, taste-wise, but, but so so we had yeah. we had an interesting experience uh, there. Yeah. Um, uh, when we had been in the past, and as you said, maybe on Friday nights, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they have music acts. Sure, we'd seen that when we were there before. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I got to give a shout out to our waiter though too. Yeah. Uh, our waiter slash broom brewmaster because he you know <laughs> you you sat at your table. You never went up to. The, I mean, you could go up to the bar. There were people sitting at the bar. Yeah. But uh, but super nice guy. Checked on us regularly. Wanted to make sure that we had everything we needed. Uh, I think was a little puzzled at our tasting because you know most people don't come in and 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 get eight testers and we each take a few tastes out of each one and leave them there. Yeah. Which I think threw him a little bit. But yeah, he's like, "You sure you don't want to drink all that?" Yeah. No, we explained it to him. He's like, yeah. "No, we're good. We we got it." Uh, so when we're done with drinking our tasters, we both get a pint. Now you already shared what it was. You want to yeah. reiterate that? Yeah. So I I got the first beer I had. I got the the siesta cerveza. Yeah. After going yeah. through eight different tastes, you went back to you said, "Nope, that was the one I liked." Yeah. 
and it did it for you. For me, no big surprise. I was going back and forth between the, what I chose and the Hef. Yeah. That Hefopotamus, I was really good, and it would have been really out of character for me to go with a Hef. But I ultimately went with the Autumn Spice, the, yeah. the, the Spiced Amber Ale. However, yes. I made it specific request. Don't put the maple and sugar on the rim. Yeah. I just want the beer. Don't put that stuff on there. And as he's putting in the order, he goes, okay, Autumn Spice, no fun. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, exactly. He knows you, Todd. You're yeah. Not, you're not a fun no guy. No fun. Not a fun I guy. I thought that was funny, his his choice of, of uh, right? describing that. But uh, but uh, I thoroughly enjoyed that pint so much so that I bought. Uh, they didn't have any in their refrigerated uh, sec in their cans over there. I asked about it, if they had a growler. And he said, we can can it for you. Yeah. We'll, you know, we'll can anything, you know, right then and there, anything on tap. Yeah. And so... Um, so that's also nice to know. If they don't have it already pre-canned and in the fridge for you, you can go and have them can something for you if you like it when you're there tasting. Yeah. So I've got some autumn spice to help me on those cold autumn nights when I want something it, it was a good. It was a good beer. Uh, uh, I was glad to taste it once you had it as well. Yeah. Um, again, without the, the sticky sweet stuff on the rim, yeah. I thought it was a better beer that yeah. way. I, I did too. Um, I, I I was not as negative about the the the, the sugar and maple on there as you were, yeah. but it t- it did distract from the beer. Yeah, it was like I, I really like this beer. I don't want to be licking yeah. licking sugar off my lips because so. Up oh, the wind is kicking up a little bit here. Yeah. So. Uh, the, the, the Wicks Brewery is located, I wanted to just tell our listeners again, at uh, 11620 Sterling Avenue, uh, Sweet C in Riverside, California. That's in southern Riverside, almost to Corona, off of the 91. Yeah, it's off at the Pierce exit. Yeah. So uh, Pierce Riverwalk. Uh, and it's on the south side of the freeway. Yeah, so it, it's so. not a Pierce exit, though. The exit is actually uh, Magnolia, I think. Pierce Riverwalk. Coming from, from the San Bernardino area, I think it said Magnolia. Magnolia was uh, before that, okay. or after that. Magnolia is after that for you guys. It's Pierce. Okay. Pierce Riverwalk is the exit. It's where you get off to go to the, uh, uh, what's the university over there? Not LaSalle. Lo- uh, uh, Loma Linda. Uh, it's the, yeah. La Sierra. La Sierra, you're La right. Sierra. La Sierra. Yeah. La yeah. Sierra's over there. La anyway, Sierra it's the same, same exit. Uh, if you go to the south side, Pierce wraps around and becomes whole and goes to Ancho's, one of our favorite ah, restaurants yes. over in the area. Um but, uh, yeah, and they literally have a, a, I think it's actually just like runoff area, but it's, it, it makes a stream running around there. So they call it okay. the river walk. Yeah. You know, and so they've, they've, they've uh, put beautiful greenery and walking paths across, around yeah. that area um, uh, and, and turned the runoff into a, quote, river. But on that other side of the street, there's, uh, if you go the other way on the freeway, on the south side of the freeway, yeah. um, you, can, you can find your way over to Wicks. Well, and, thank you. And to it's the, worth the trip. Yeah. Well, thank you to the folks at Wix for for taking good yeah. care of us. We always uh, enjoy going out and trying new places. And again, we've been there before, but I think last night was a, a nice experience. Um, and uh, we've got some some other nice experiences coming up here soon. We we we've got a bunch on our list, and we kind of mm-hmm. keep going back and forth about where we're going to end up. Uh, you just found one up in the mountains. We've been talking about getting up to the mountains. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we there was one we were going to go up in the mountains. We actually drove up there, and they happened to be shut down that day because that they were. That was Three Marms. Yeah, in Three Marms was at a special event, and so they closed to go to the special event. Yeah. Um, but but they're not closed. They're still there. Yeah. So um, we'll go do Three Marms, but also uh, Arrowhead Brewing. Yes. And so um, uh, they have a specialty can that uh, was designed by someone that my daughter knows, and she sent me a picture of it, and I went, oh, we should probably go do that. So, right. So that's on our to-do list. We're also going to uh, – 
due to some listener feedback, we're going to do a couple special shows uh, on uh, one on loggers and one on ales. And so we'll talk about different kinds of loggers. Yeah. And uh, intentionally what we've done is we have uh, gone to uh, – the local Bevmo, yep. and found beers that you too could go get and drink along with us. And in fact, I'm going to grab the list right now, tell you <laughs> what they are. So if you wanted to go get them in advance, you could. Um, so we've got a couple different, seven different beers that we're looking at. There's a um, uh, West, Fa- uh, what is that? Wies and Steffener, Pilsner. And they advertise that they are the oldest brewery in Germany. Uh, Stefta. and then um, and I'm digging through an icebox right now to pull this out. Uh, a Polonier, uh October Oktoberfest beer. That's a Marzen, um, and so that'll be a an interesting type of lager that we will try. Um, we've got a um, the brewery, a Rukeller Helles, a Helles style lager. So. Again, these are all things you can Dif- get. Different styles of loggers. Yeah, different loggers, and they're all ones that you can pick up at your local um, uh, Bevmo, Bevmo, as well as other places yeah. if you want to try it. Shiner Bach, it's uh, a Spotzel, uh, S-P-O-E-T-Z-L brewery. So, so Bach is a is a type of uh, lager. So yeah. Bach beers, yes. Yeah, so it's a, a Bach is a lager. We've got North Coast Brewing's Scrimshaw. Um, it's a Pilsner which is a type of lager. So we got a couple Pilsners to try. Yeah. Carlsberg Elephant Pilsner. Ah. The Heffalumps. Lots of no Pilsners. Woozles. No woozles. Is that all seven? That's uh, we got one more. There's a big one on the bottom laying on its side. Oh, that's right. There's a big one on i got to stick my hand down into the ice. As every beer drinker knows, that's where the good stuff oh, is. Oh, this is the Taj Mahal. Yeah. Taj Mahal Premium Lager. A lager o India. So, right. um so we've got a variety here to try from. If you want to try those uh, with us or taste them, um, you can get them. And what we're going to do is instead of tasting them and then talking about it after the fact, we're going to uh, um, basically open one. It'll be a live, for both live, of us. live episode. Live yeah. tasting and, uh, and your initial reactions. No feel time free to... to taste along with us and see what you think. And it'll also give you a, a chance to kind of gauge what, what we say, you know, yeah. if like if what we say, oh, I kind of get a bitterness to that one, and you taste it, and you don't get the bitterness, then you know that you're tasting a little differently than we yeah. are. Uh, and, and you know, people's taste buds change over time from day to day, and so you'll get well, a different sense of things. But we're looking forward to trying these. We hope you'll join us. Yes, and one of the things, too, that we, we're going to do before we actually start drinking them is we're going to talk about the order in which we drink them because it, that, that affects right. it. And so different ones have different sort of types of levels of bitterness and whatever. Mm-hmm. We, we want to make sure that we're not – Having one right at the front end that's going to affect how we yeah really feel really about strong flavor ones. that's going to overpower everything yeah. else that will ruin the ruin the overall tasting. So we'll talk about order. We'll also talk a little bit about each of the different types of lagers and what makes a lager and why those beers. You know what's the difference between the Pilsner and and the Taj Mahal lager and the 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 Shiner Bach. You know uh, what makes one beer different than another. So we're going to try to share a little information about that stuff. So uh, we hope you'll come back and join us. I do want to repeat one more time that this podcast uh, discusses adult beverages in detail. It's intended for those of legal drinking age. Please drink responsibly. And if you think you have a drinking problem, go to aa.org for more information. 
Thank you, Todd. This has been an enjoyable show. Uh, we also want to let our listeners know that we have some other podcasts available as well. That we do. You, if you're at all interested in tech, we've got uh, Two Minute Tech. They're literally two-minute segments on how to use your tech better. Uh, it recently has been a little Apple-heavy, but we try to cover Windows and Android phones as well. So there's a variety of different things there. And then Generation Tech drops on Mondays. It is a conversation between two different generations of tech heads uh, sharing their history and and I thoughts about what's going on in the tech world. That show runs anywhere from an hour and 15 minutes to an hour and 45 minutes, uh, just depending on what we've got to talk about that day. And those old guys can talk. <laughs> we talk until my dad gets hungry, basically. <laughs> uh, he's on the East Coast, and he, he, you know, he, he runs up over lunchtime and goes, okay, we're done. There you go. <laughs> he starts getting hangry. So go. anyway, we hope you'll uh, check those out and join us uh, on other Shack Out Back Studios productions. Uh, keep an eye out, too, because we're looking to launch our um, uh, Moo, New Moo Review, which is the new movie reviews. We'll start doing those uh, soon. Yeah. And uh, maybe, Tobin, you'll join me for some of those. Maybe, you, yeah. you and I both I love, love movies, going yeah. to movies. And, uh, and then Rants and Observations, which is just sort of social commentary. We try to avoid politics and, and religion and beer all the things that your family Beer is about bringing people together, Todd. Exactly. This is a beer podcast, so we try not to dig into that too much, you know. Um, uh, but uh, we do appreciate your listening. And would well, hope thank you. you yeah, back. thank yeah. you for listening to Two for Brew. I'm Tobin Brinker. I'm Todd Brinker. We'll see you next time on Two for Brew. <laughs> Two for brew, that's how I like my beer. Here with you, that makes it two for brew.